0: Here's the fangirls on Jackalope Radio.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Fangirl Radio Show. I'm your host, Jessica Dwyer. And with me, as always, is the lovely and talented Miss Rachel T. Moore. Good
2: evening. (laughs)
1: and uh this week we are very excited because our special guest is mr scott cohen who you may know as wolf from the 10th kingdom harry denby from nypd blue we are very excited to have him on this show he doesn't really do a lot of interviews and we're just excited to have him yes
2: yes he's somebody we've been big fans of forever and anyone that i've talked to has said you have to tell him this about this thing he did like there's every role he does somebody just is their favorite role anyone's ever done like he it's just he's great at the great iconic roles and he's an actor that we
1: were very privileged to have and he's been doing this for years. And um, the one thing a lot of people remember his first uh, piece of work that he did was in 1990 in Jacob's Ladder. I oh see. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so way back in '90. And but before we get into that, we have a lot to cover really uh, in Week and Geek, and some of the news isn't the happiest. We had a couple of losses actually already this week. Um, The first was a major loss to a lot of people my age who who knew him from, from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and that is Bob Hoskins. Um,
2: And Hook,
1: and he played, he played a lot of roles. He was a British actor, people don't realize. Well, and and he's always, well, he was always connected to um, uh, Peter Pan for me, because he was also in Neverland, too, and, Mm -hmm. and. And, and Hook, but Who Framed Roger Rabbit, of course, was such a big deal for a lot of kids my age and, and just such a neat movie. And then also (laughs) Mermaids. Um, And Mm -hmm. it it was kind of sad because he had had to retire from acting due to Parkinson's disease that he was um, diagnosed with back in 2011. And uh, he actually passed away of pneumonia um, Mm -hmm. on actually yesterday as of this recording. So that's very sad news. Um, but, but today, another one, um, that I, uh, just found out about literally today was, uh, Al Feldstein, the magazine, he's the editor for Mad Magazine, uh, yeah passed away. He was 88 years old and he was with Mad Magazine for like almost 30 years. And it was during the years that Mad Magazine was in its heyday and he was actually responsible for some of the major stuff that they did. Like um, he brought in Spy versus Spy and he did all that skewering of the political scene and um, during the 60s uh that that they really got to be well known for
2: people don't realize in this generation that mad used to be the one that was really good and really sharp and really funny and cracked was looked down on and it's kind of flipped in the last decade um not because of anything he did just because it's been difficult for print magazines to find their way but um if you get a chance to check out um his era and before him um it's it still holds up it's really good stuff
1: well, and it's it's just really amazing some of the stuff they got away with and they almost did not get away with because there was – they actually had like the government after them on on a lot of things back then because that was in the days of like J. Edgar Hoover and uh, uh, Richard Nixon when, when they didn't take kindly to be mocked. And they just skewered the living hell out of them, and got away when they did it, and they got away with it. So it's it's really sad to hear he passed away because he's responsible for some of the, you know, a lot of people's vision of of journalism, where you you really like the the stuff like the Colbert Report and the Daily Show, that kind of ir- ironic and sarcastic humor and just mocking the the high and mighty. It's it's really. Really good stuff, and it all started. A lot of it did with Mad. So, it's it's a sad day, but he left a legacy. So, um, that's a sad news. Uh, but we're gonna go into better news, happier news, like really happy news, like Star Wars news, because we need we need a good Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> and this week they announced the cast. The cast and they actually had a photo. Of the first cast reading of the new Star Wars film with everyone there for the most part. And um, the thing that I didn't know, and a lot of people were surprised by, like, how where the hell did Andy Circus come from?
2: <laughs> See, Andy Circus to me makes sense because he has that Frank Oz sensibility. It's the guy, I never remember his last name, Adam from Girls. That I was like... Oh and I people forget what a like actual serious actor he is because he's in girls and he plays the big, you know, ridiculous schlub. But um but it it's an interesting cast. It's a weird cast because I guess I don't expect that much out of George Lucas. So I'm I'm like hoping it's, you know, I'm I'm planning for it to be awful, but I'm really wanting him to surprise me. But he but has I nothing mean, to di- do with it. Yeah, but it. I mean like I know, <laughs> but I know it's Disney, but like part of me still is I'm I'm broken Jess.
1: I, I, know, I know
2: so I'm hoping it's really good I would w- I would hope that they had more females in the cast, but he's never really been good at putting females in the class like none of his movies passed the Bechdel test, so well, really he's not
1: writing it. That's the thing that is is great about this is he's not really having anything to do with it um here's, i
2: here's my thing even if even if he doesn't write it, I don't care because Disney's bad at this too. But if there's one conversation in the first movie that passes the Bechtel test, I will lay off the fact that I wish there were more girls in it.
1: Well, the thing that I'm annoyed with and, and is the fact that they immediately hopped on the I hate Star Wars, what the hell, there's not enough women in this train. When the, f- the, f- the, the main character from everything that has been told and, 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 and t- taken from what has been released, the main character... The main protagonist in this is a girl. So, and and then you have you have Leia. Don't act like they haven't had strong female characters in this. When Mon Ma- no, no, Mothma no. was a woman, and I I'm getting really tired of this happening on everything. They're like hopping on this. It's like really, have you not watched well, the previous films?
2: I, I really feel like there's a happy medium because I really feel like it is important to point out that we make up almost half of the population and we're less than 10% in those movies. But at the same time, if that 10% is really well represented, then I'll shut my mouth. It's kind of like... I did not, I really had a problem with Black Widow until Joss Whedon wrote her and she became a character and now she's one of my favorites. But originally I was like, look, this person is, she's just there as an accessory. She actually yeah, she kicks butt, but she's there to be pretty. And then they wrote her better. And so what I'm hoping is that they'll take some of the stuff that Carrie Fisher brought with her, you know, some of that inner spark and that will translate because the the Star Wars universe in the books are full of women full of strong women
1: right and also you've got to remember too i believe that uh daisy ridley who's playing this character that they don't have a name for they, none of these people have names right other than the people you know who they are um right. the uh the fact that uh she is they're really leaning towards that is actually han and Leia's daughter so I have a feeling he's going to be pretty much a badass and so have are a they gonna,
2: like, personality. Throw out all the books and not do the twins. No, there's not nothing do. like that. Oh, that's unfortunate. That's, that's but, kind of my beef because I love the books. But at the same time, I think we're in agreement that we'll, we're, we're going to watch and reserve judgment for how they handle it until they're out. Because it's not really fair to jump on it. It's, it's fair to notice it because it's, it's very noticeable, especially when you look at that photo.
1: Right. And just remember, this isn't everybody in the freaking movie. This is, this is them going, look, we're starting, you know, and, and this is like, you're, you're the main, main people like there's Harrison Ford, there's Andy Circus, which I'm still trying to figure out, because Chewbacca's is there too, you know, Peter Mayhew is in that photo. So, and there's people on the outskirts too here, but it's, it's an interesting picture. And I love that io9 decided to like kind of take the photo and figure out who's who and who. So Adam, <laughs> Adam driver, everyone is deciding that he is in fact, the bad guy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny to me. Cause he would make an
2: awesome Jedi, you know, like he's Adam driver. He, people forget that he does indie movies.
1: But it, I, I find it amusing that they they tried to to figure it out with just the photo as their their go. Um, but kind of moving on to uh, another star franchise, um, Mr. Patrick Stewart is actually sure. going to be starring sure. in a comedy by Seth MacFarlane, a comedy series on Stars. <laughs> I so he's
2: wonder if part of that that is he's friends with Ian McKellen, who's on Vicious.
1: No, he is actually uh, friends with Seth MacFarlane. MacFarlane has had him do a ton of stuff, including voices in, this, in his series. He's a regular on um, American Dad. So it's, it sounds like it's going to be Seth MacFarlane's take on sort of a Californication newsroom type of thing. Um, it says that the series follows British newsman Walter Blunt. It's called uh, Blunt Talk. And uh, Walter Blunt, who's Patrick Stewart, on a mission to conquer American cable news by sharing his opinion and guidance, even when they are not wanted. Add a dysfunctional news staff, numerous ex-wives and children, and an alcoholic manservant, and you've got a recipe for comedy gold. (laughs) I think this is going to be great. Because Patrick Stewart... Is amazing on American Dad with his his delivery, and we already know he's hilarious thanks to his work. You know, seeing him running around with Ian McKellen. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, live action, basically, and live action cartoon with Patrick Stewart in the head of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's going to be on Stars, which means they're going to do whatever they want because that's cable. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> oh, goody! Be prepared.
2: I just won't so, watch it. I don't watch anything by Seth McFarland.
1: I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it. I'm just oh, telling good. you. <laughs> um, so CFI is actually, uh, they announced a new series that they're going to be producing, which are actually science fiction and fantasy series, not wrestling and not a reality TV series. Don't hmm. be too shocked. I, um, I, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> the first is called Letter 44, and it's about a president that discovers on his inauguration day that his, predecessor, his predecessor's insane militarization was all to prep America for an imminent alien threat. Um, that's Letter 44. Another one's called Pax Romana, Romana um, which is a, about a group of World War III soldiers who get transported back to ancient Rome. Another is based on—it's uh, actually a mini series based on Frank Miller's *Ronin* um, car, uh, comic book, and then the other is called *The Magicians*. And this sounds interesting—is about a college for magicians huh, and the attendees there who have to deal with adult problems and adult consequences in a fantasy land described in a popular series of kids' books, which turns out to be real.
2: Oh, so it's based off the Les Grossman books. And the, yes. Do you know the third Les Grossman book is about to come out? And I'm obsessed with those books. Well, they're the, making a the, series based the off thing of it. That, the thing that's interesting to me about it being a series is that this ain't no Harry Potter. This is really dark, horrible... Very, very real. Like, what would happen if real, awful teens had magic? So, it's it's good. I think if they do it right, it'll be a little bit grittier because they'll either do it really well or they'll do what they the what the um, I forget which channel it was on did with Dresden, which was an abomination. That was Sci Fi Channel. That was yeah. the Sci Fi Channel. Yeah. So, I'm afraid that they'll do a Dresden with it. But if they do it right, it could be a game changer. It could be like um, Mad Men or Game of Thrones for
1: Annee. <laughs> Um, you mean sci-fi? Sci-
2: yeah, but I mean, never
1: mind. I know what <laughs> I meant! I know what I meant! <laughs> so um anyway that is actually being picked up and i'm kind of excited because not only with that and then you have the series that anthony head is doing which is the one dominion which sounds really really good and plus at some point this year they're going to start showing the almighty johnsons which is an excellent series from new zealand that are going to have to edit the hell out of because there's a lot of nudity um but uh it's I'm excited. I think they're finally getting it. Um, even though they did renew Defiance, which I'm sort of amazed by. Um, not being renewed, though, in the world of TV, Almost Human is officially gone. And I know I, that I, I knew sad. better than to
2: get my hopes up when they're like, "It's not quite canceled yet." I'm like, "Yeah, but it's not quite renewed yet
1: either." <laughs> no, no, it's it's done. And uh, but the good news is, there's the inkling that Hannibal might be picked up for a third season. So we can only hope that happens. Um, but speaking of Hannibal, let's get into our TV recaps real quick. We only have about five minutes or so, hopefully, before our um, special guest shows up. But um, Hannibal was freaking amazing. And it was the first time I've actually yelled at the screen, oh, God, please no. Um, was it the dog? P- when Buster ran out. And I'm like, God,
2: no, please don't do this to Will. Don't do this. What's me. funny is I have not watched it yet, but everyone on Tumblr is like dying over that. Like nobody's okay.
1: No, well, he's okay. Buster's okay.
2: He did yeah, but nobody's he, okay from the trauma.
1: <laughs> no, it was like my dog. It was like my dog was running away. And I'm like, no, Will, go get him. Go get him. And I, you know, Will Graham just won like the hearts of every woman in the world. When he went out there, guns blazing, he's like, you don't mess with my freaking dogs. And, you know, picks him up in one arm and run him back with a gun in the other. And it was like, oh, oh, God, Will Graham, you're awesome. And then the ending is even more phenomenal because I think Hannibal Lecter has finally realized this kind of definitely made him realize either, oh, yay, I have a special friend now who gets it or, oh, crap, what have I done? Because Will Graham just took down a man in a bear costume with, like, that has been tearing people to pieces with his own bare hands. Mm-hmm. And he's gone. He dead. He killed somebody. <laughs> and, and with his own bare hands. Bare. Bare hands. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it, was, it was phenomenal. Phenomenal stuff. And I'm still trying to figure out. Uh, and, by the way, Margo was back and she's. Catherine and Isabel is just killing it with that character. Uh, I can't wait for um, Michael Pitt to show up because that's going to be phenomenal. Uh, I keep trying to figure out every episode who it was that they were rumoring David Tennant to play, and once again we have another character that could possibly have been (laughs) David Tennant um, in Bear Man. But I think I I bet you David Tennant will get on eventually because he wanted to. to. He wanted to. He was up for Hannibal, which would have been just. I couldn't have ta- I think God made that not happen just so my heart wouldn't explode out of my chest. Um but moving on to uh another recap is Shield is oh my god and th- now the rumor is they may not actually renew Shield but I hope they do now with how it's going. It has really really ramped to the point that I am loving it. And in fact, um the f- Sky kicked ass in this episode that's a lot of people are, are like amazed by the fact that something happened where she flipped to being an interesting character and this episode it's called Nothing Personal um, she just kicked some major major ass and just messed up Ward in his head totally messed up Ward in his head and um, I love May in, in this too everybody did spot on great stuff and um, this was the one that Maria Hill was in, and also the return of um, of uh, Adrian Pazdar. Uh, so it was a great, great episode. We got two left, and um, I know that the big deal is uh, the uh, everyone knows that that um, Nick Fury is coming back. I think he's in the finale, and that one is actually being co-written by Jed Whedon, and that is right actually a- on and that is airing on um May 13th. So, um Nothing Personal was a great episode and and Sky even does a little twist of the knife with going Hell Hydra towards. Oh. So it it was it was, oh. it was it was it was great. It was a great great episode. Um so hopefully it can keep this momentum and it keeps this interest and um We'll uh, get another season out of it because I actually enjoy it now. It it was a hard road to hoe, but I did it. Um, and really quickly, um, Game of Thrones. Did you watch this one? Um, which is the latest one? Uh, Oathbreaker or Oath Oathkeeper? Oath- yes,
2: yes, yes. I saw it.
1: Breaker. Yeah. Yes. No. <laughs> wrong episode. Oathkeeper. Um, the return of my pimp. Yay. He, uh, Littlefinger is basically the badass of the show now. He's killed the king. He's he's in it to win it. He doesn't care who he has to use, and um, he's macking on Sansa, which I've, I'm laughing about. <laughs> um, you look- well... I read the book. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I know. what's going on with that. Um also creepy um breastfeeding gal is who he's supposed to be marrying and and that's going to happen and things are not going to go well with that. Um but you, the big you think <laughs> Yeah, no. The big thing though that happened in this episode that a lot of people are freaking out about is the fact that um the uh the the night King, I believe it's, he's, he's called, is that what it is? Uh, the, the, um, the, the leader of the white walkers, actually, they show him and it's, he's not even shown up in the books. So, uh, the, the big deal is that he's, they showed him and he looked amazing and you see him that he's, they consider him the actual, the night's King. Um, they show him change the infant into a white walker that was sacrificed. Yeah. To so a lot of people are freaked out by this because he's not in the books yet. He's only right. been mentioned. Nobody knows about it. And a lot of the book readers are like, my world is turned on its head <laughs> it's spoiling the books for me <laughs> happening and and it's, it's it's kind of an interesting like f u to all these i read the books i know what's it going is.
2: to is it is um, it's also- Kind of funny because it's also kind of like I've always said that the only way to spoil um, the Game of Thrones is to read them, so because <laughs> they're they're long and involved. So I think it's awesome that they're doing. Um, I I've been waiting for them to diverge a little more and make the TV show a little more its own thing, and it's it's doing it.
1: Yeah, and and I I was like, whoa. Awesome. So, everybody, I want you to welcome Mr. Scott Cohen to Fangirl Radio. Um, We are very excited to have him on the show. Uh, You may know him from series like NYPD Blue, Necessary Roughness, or the one that many of you probably know, 10th Kingdom. And uh, we are excited to have you on sir. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: You're welcome. Thanks for having me.
1: Well, we're very excited, and I, I wanted to start off with a, a, a question I don't know if you've been asked many times, which is the Ripper video game. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, have this, I, I still own this, and I just wanted to ask you about what that was like to film, because that was – you had, like, a ton of people in that, um, like, Burgess Meredith yeah. and, and – and and it's just, Allen. Yeah. How was that to film?
0: Uh, it was pretty interesting because it was actually like in the beginning of, uh, really using green screen technology and, um, God, I think it was in 1995 Mm -hmm. and, um, the only way I remember that is because it was when my son was born and, (laughs) um, and it was, uh, it was funny because it was a game, and it we had to shoot it i mean I've never done a game since, and I don't know if they still do it this way, but you had to um <clears throat> you had to uh shoot different scenarios uh for the ending so every you had to shoot you had to constantly shoot uh different um endings to the to a scene and sure to a con course. to a to a um to how the game was going to go. So how, whatever choice, you know, the the player was going to do, you had to kind of, uh, do it the way the player would end up doing it. And then, um, it was just, I, I had a blast. I mean, I had a blast simply because I got to work with Christopher Walken and Karen Allen and Burgess Meredith and Paul Giamatti and, uh, just tons of people, JJ J. Walker um <laughs> Ozzy Davis it was crazy it was really crazy and but i had a really good time
1: i was amazed by how many uh, you know like that that was a cast i, I that would have been a great yeah. film
0: <laughs> i think they were pay, i think they were paid a lot of money to do a, a, not a lot of work and it was uh but but I, and i think that it was i guess it was successful i remember them talking about doing a Ripper 2 which i don't think they ended up doing i think they actually the company went done uh, Kind of just went away, um, but the uh, the idea I think was I, I think it was just kind of it, it was it really the gaming world was in its infancy, so I think it just kind of was uh, one of the first ones, really. You know, mm-hmm. we definitely have I, I've never played it, I've never seen it on the computer, but I have a book, so I kind of enjoy looking at the book.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Rachel, yeah. do you have a question? Oh, I was
2: just—I was wondering. You said you didn't play it. Do you watch yourself ever? Are you—are you one of the people who like to see your performance, or, or do you? Just yeah, I—I—I and...
0: I, I don't unless it's something that I feel like uh, I'm going to really surprise myself at, in mm-hmm. or if I'm checking in on something. Um, I tend not to look. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, you know, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, it's not I don't one because it's like, you know, I mean, if you're doing especially if you're doing a lot of TV, your um it, there's not a whole lot of time to do that, you know? It's so it's right. kind of uh it's uh, you, you kind of things, yeah, things just kind of pass by and you're like, "Oh, that was on." Well, okay. And um film I think is a little easier because you know, usually you'll go to a screening or you know, so you'll you'll see yourself like that. Um, but, uh, and I haven't really been in a position where uh, I've been able to kind of, um, be involved in like looking at dailies every day and really investigating how to do a part and, you know, I mean, but that's really the optimal reason that you would watch yourself. So you could change things and you could grow and you could develop, you could evolve as a character and, um, that's really what you try to do. But other than that, um, uh, you know, I, I get, you know, Oh, what, what am I doing there? Where would that line come from? Or, oh, my God, what's that wrinkle? All that kind of stuff. <laughs> well,
2: it's it's fu- funny because preparing for you to come on, like, everybody, all the fangirls, they all have a favorite role of yours, and they all have, like, a line right away, like if they're a Tenth Kingdom okay. fan, you know, or, yeah. or Gilmore Girls or, what, or, or even NYPD Blue. And so is there something that gets repeated to you a lot? Like, do you interact with your fandom a lot or...?
0: Is that um, weird? Yeah, I, I, I don't think I do it a lot. I think I do it, I mean, I go, I, I'm like up and down. I kind of, um, you know, there. I go through spurts. Like there's sometimes where I'm really involved and then sometimes I'm not so involved. Um, and it has nothing to do with anything other than laziness on my part. Um, and I would think I get probably a lot of quotes from the 10th kingdom come at me a lot. Um, I mean, off the top of my head, huff Puff is uh, right. something that just happens all the time. <laughs> and, um, uh, but i um, it's like there's constantly things written, you know what I mean? It's, I don't think right. people, if they, if they see me in the street and they recognize me from the 10th kingdom, they don't necessarily say a, something like, you know, like they would probably say to Robert De Niro, like you talking to me, right, um, right. but they're a little more subtle about it, but, um, definitely online. And uh, um, on, like, Facebook and stuff like that, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that was one thing uh-huh. I wanted to ask you about was, of course, Tenth Kingdom. Are you surprised that, um, like, I guess it's like 14 years ago, that you're still yeah. getting people to come up to you for that? And, and how much people I'm, just yeah. grasped it?
0: Yeah, I'm... I'm not surprised. I mean, I think it was quite a special uh, thing that, that it was. Um, I, you know, I mean, that also was something that happened like that was, you know, kind of a a precursor to all the fantasy sci-fi that came out after that. um, That got so huge in the last, you know, five years, six years.
1: Oh yeah. Um,
0: But, you know, to me, the tenth kingdom was special not just because of kind of the fantasy fairy tale ness of it, but you know the the kind of deeper meaning behind it, which was the whole uh, Virginia's um, search for her mother, her journey for her mother, and that to me is really what kind of gave it an anchor, um, which I think to me really kind of has allowed it to live as long as it has lived and probably will live even longer. Um, I also think that it's you know there's a uh, it is a fairy tale for fairy tale sake not for uh, there's no plot involved that's other than uh, the fairy tales that were included in the story. Do you know what I mean? So it's not like mm-hmm. it's not like Grimm or it's not like Once Upon a Time where it's like you know there you know those are shows that uh, and has nothing to do. with, You know I'm not saying anything against those shows, but they, this was really kind of compact and there was it was. As if you were reading a very clear fairy tale, and it had a beginning, a middle, and an end, and um, and I think that also it's great for kids. I mean, kids just so enjoy it that it's uh, something that they could watch, and they uh, they you know it's not it's not uh, a serial, it's not serial television. It's it's like there's a whole story. It's like reading a book. It's like reading Harry Potter. So um, that so I mean I'm not surprised that it's lasted this long, but. I'm constantly. It's actually grown into. I see. I think it's grown more. just because you know the internet has kind of allowed it to mm-hmm. to to make it grow more. Um, and uh, you know, which has just been really fun. I mean, I I just think it's so special. And you know, we're actually still trying to make an, another one. So.
1: Oh God! I love is, that. It, yeah, <laughs> it is,
0: no, it's it that is Yeah, we're trying. We've tried so hard for so many years, and you know, we 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 don't. We me and Simon Moore are not. You know, we haven't not. We haven't stopped.
1: Well, the one thing I was going to ask you about, um, too, in regards to that is, I I don't know if you've heard of this comic book called Fables, but. No my god you really need to play bigby wolf if they ever do <laughs> a a series or a movie because he's basically you wolf and harry denby had a baby and that is <laughs> this character what? What, seriously what's it
0: called?
1: <laughs> it's, it's called, called fables fables yeah. yes
0: is it big is it huge
2: Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Huge. It's got, it is I, way huge. In its collections, it's on 20 or something of the big, thick graphic novels. But it's funny because every time I read it, I it's one of my favorite comic books. And I think we wouldn't have had this if it wasn't for Tenth Kingdom. Tenth
0: like, Kingdom, right.
1: No way. Who
0: makes it? Do you know who makes it?
1: Uh, Vertigo. Vertigo, DC Comics,
0: yeah. Oh, I'm sure somebody has it already. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, okay. what's next?
1: But um, but you you would be great in that. Um, but thank you.
0: Uh, I'll I, look it up.
1: Yeah, dude. Seriously. <laughs> um, but I, I was gonna uh, talk to you about um, uh, about this thing that you did around the time of 10th Kingdom that made me so happy, and I don't know if you if this is mentioned to you as Kiss My Act. Yeah. I. I absolutely love that film. And I just wanted to say thank you for that because it was sure. one of those few times where a plus size girl got center stage and, and it was such a brilliantly and sweetly done thing. And yeah, uh,
0: guys- I, I agree. It was a huge thing. I mean, I think for Cameron, it was a huge, huge mm. thing um, to really kind of be able to do a, a movie that was uh, centered around her. And um and and uh about a a topic that uh she obviously feels very strongly about um and i think for everybody involved with it i think that was the purpose it didn't do very well on the tv but it was um definitely shooting it and being part of it was uh i felt very important and very um satisfying
1: I thought it was a neat take on the Cyrano thing, too. It was really cool. I really yeah, enjoyed totally. it.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm friends with... Yeah, yeah. It's... Uh, it was really good, I thought, actually. I, I don't know why it didn't do as well, but I think... I feel like something else happened that that at that... It was like in April yeah, or something. Something, or something weird <laughs> happened. Um, um, yeah.
1: So... Uh, how did you feel about the, the, the fandom that kind of took over Necessary Roughness? I, I, I love Nico, by the way, and the whole the Nico thing. And I, I loved the ending of the series, too, even though it was sad to see it go. I loved how they kind of, you fi- they kept the mystery, but they, they kind of gave you an ending. And I really enjoyed that. How was it to do that series and have the interaction that you did with the fandom? And got to you got to direct as well for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was very cool. Um, that was, uh, very proud of that series. I mean, I'm very proud of it because, um, I, it was really, the part was really not developed at all for what, um, when, when I first started and I really, I mean, obviously we all did. I mean, we all created it. I mean, the writers really created it, but Um, I felt like I developed that character, you know, kind of on, on my, uh, not on my own, but it's, I, I developed it much more than it originally was supposed to be developed. So to me, it's, um, I brought it to a place where, uh, you know, no one expected that character to go. And, um, So I'm very proud of that because I feel like that that was just a very, um, you know, I pushed my way through that, and that was very satisfying. Um, I also felt like uh, I was really interested in the type of character. I mean, I have rarely played kind of stoic, uh, really um, nonverbal people. And and somebody who just really does you know who could kill with a look, and um, that that mm-hmm. to me was really interesting, and really fun to do, and so um, I love that part of it too. And I loved working with Callie Thorne. That was probably you know one of the easiest things I've ever done in my career. Uh, she's just a joy to work with and um the whole cast i mean i, I loved and i mean but i i didn't have so much to do with everybody except for her but um you know it's uh i i had a really fun three seasons and uh it was um very sad when it ended i mean it was you know it was, we created a family and uh you know you get very intimate very quickly and we were all living in atlanta so we were shooting in atlanta and um, so it's very sad, but it's, you know, I felt like that they, they definitely ended it in a way that, you know, it, it could have ended, it could not have ended. And we actually were waiting for pickup for a long time. And, Aww. um, yeah, and I mean, so it, it, it was, uh, I think everybody thought it was going to get picked up again. And then I think it's, um, it just, they, they just didn't do it. Um, I, but yeah, it
1: was. Oh, I was going to say, I, I love the fact that you guys did timely stuff you you really did
0: like, yeah i thought it, the stories were so <laughs> absolutely no i the the stories were so important they were you know we we really touched on things that were uh that were that were in 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 the press and they were they were gonna, they were about to come out that even like you know things that were coming out not necessarily present but in the future and uh that have come out since and especially you know things like uh gay athletes and that was a huge story And I think that, you know, just in terms of the psychology of the the stories and um, what her job was, you know, was just an important, you know, that's what television should be to me to to kind of illuminate um, struggle and story that uh, in in exciting and new ways that um, people could relate to. And I think. Not every television show does that. most television shows are just there for entertainment purposes and or mystery or you know murders and people solve things and But this was really about you know people and 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 their issues and their problems and uh, how do they work through them, and how does she help people work through them and um, that to me was it was really important. It was really important to be on a show like that.
1: It was really interesting to see I really enjoyed it and I am sad to see it go but
0: no, you have
1: you. um you have a new project coming up it sounds like can you talk about that and anything else I, that you have yeah, to
0: I, on? I I do it's called coercion, which I think they're gonna change the name um if we get picked up, we find out if we get picked up as a series in a couple of weeks. um it's for NBC um, starring me and hope Davis and Gavin Stenhouse and um bunch of other people that, uh, Morgan Spector, um, who, and it's, uh, basically a spy action thriller, contemporary spy action thriller. Um, and, uh, the log line is basically, you know, um, uh, what, 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 how far would you go to, 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 protect your family basically?
1: Uh and, it sounds um, it sounds really interesting.
0: It's it's so cool, I cannot tell you. It's um <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's actually one of the best shows I've ever worked on. Um, you know, uh it's uh the director writer was this guy George Nolfi who did The Adjustment Bureau. Ooh. And um yes, yeah, so it's very it's just very fast-paced and, you know, and it's uh it's a spy thriller and it's about Russian spies and it's about um, people in, uh, in America. kind of. So it kind of takes the idea of the Americans, but not, um, but contemporary and it's not, um, they're not actually spying yet. It's kind of a dormant cell in the United States. Um, but we are not Russian and we are American and it's just trying to figure, uh, it's, it's kind of like the ins and outs of what's happening in the spy world. And, um, it's uh, it gets very nitty gritty and very uh, dark and very mysterious and uh, it's really it's really fantastic. I'm not being very articulate about it, but um, <laughs> you but probably I swear can't. I it, it sounds
2: like one of those kinds of shows that the plot be the unfolding of the plot is part of the the joy of it.
0: Yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> also, I um, I I think you have a movie coming out soon, or you're in post production for um, is it called To Whom It May Concern? Uh,
0: yeah, actually, that's um, a movie. Sadly, I don't remember who's in it. Um, I think it's
2: Wilmer Valderrama and
0: Yes, exactly. Don yes. Thank you very much. <laughs>
2: My um,
0: yeah, that was a little movie I did in the fall in new, in new York uh directed by a guy named Manu Boyer who's um Kim raver's husband and he's a uh a French director and he was brilliant and um I actually saw some of it the other day and it looks fantastic that um that looks to be an exciting uh, little movie, yeah. Um and there is a movie by Tim Blake Nelson called something uh that I did. Now I forget the name of that. <laughs> um, I should be more prepared. Wow.
1: <laughs> but it, it is kind of late where you
2: are. We <laughs> We went from the 90s to what are you doing now really quickly. Yeah.
1: We did. I it's, I'm it's... watching
0: basketball. <laughs>
1: Oh, that you know that made me sad because I uh, you know with necessary roughness gone, and then you had this juicy story that just happened in the basketball world that you guys could have really went with on that show. Ugh.
0: What what story is that? I forget.
1: Oh, the the racism um, Sterling stuff with the Clippers and all of that craziness. Oh right,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. It's yeah, it's really yeah. We were like, I mean, yeah, it's interesting. They they were very smart about stories that were. Kind of, you know, bubbling, and um, that actually, yeah, that would have been a great story, man. That would have been fantastic. That
1: would have been like two or three episodes worth of story, I (laughs) think. Yes,
0: that would have been, and casting him would have been even better. That would have been Uh, really great.
1: Get William Devane, if
0: (laughs) Yeah, did you see the movie? Did you see Draft Day?
1: I haven't seen it yet. It looks, it's amazing that it's a sports movie that they don't really play any sports in, it looks like, but it's going to, it looks really fascinating.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, I actually liked it. I mean, it's Kevin Costner, uh, who I always enjoy, but it's the the security guy in this movie, because if you're at all in the necessary rest of film, you're like, what? I can't be the security guy. Nico wasn't like that at all. <laughs> He's like, you know it's really funny He's kind of like you know just, he eats a lot and he's dirty and you know <laughs> he doesn't seem to be very security like I was like what that's not right that's not right
1: no you were like immaculately, immaculately dressed and you just were always yeah. there yeah
0: like you were more that's, like a yeah. isn't CIA. everybody like that isn't everybody <laughs> in the world like that I don't, I don't understand <laughs>
1: That's awesome. Well, Scott, I want to thank you for joining us. This was a pleasure to talk to you. And and if absolutely, you and
0: thank thank you so much for reminding constantly.
1: Oh no, you, you you asked. I wouldn't bug. I wouldn't bug if you didn't ask.
0: You were very good about it.
2: But um, I really enjoyed speaking with you, and
1: we appreciate your time. We would love to have you I, back when if you if you'd like. And thank you for yeah, coming of on.
0: course, I would love to come back.
1: Awesome. Well, and, and I know it's late there, so thank you for staying up late for us, because you're on the East Coast, I know.
0: You're absolutely welcome, and uh, please uh, email me or, or, or Facebook me the uh, the link.
1: Oh, totally, so I can we li- will.
0: So I, can listen, so I can listen to you guys.
1: You got it, man. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Jessica.
1: Thank you, Scott. Have a good night. All
0: right. All right. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. And there you have it, everybody, Mr. Scott Cohen, who is awesome, as always, and I really want him to play Big B now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you were really, he was like, he was like moving right along, and you're like, but
1: you'd be good. You <laughs> would be good, you would be good. Oh, my God. No, he, I really, I, he like, told, well, the thing that's funny is I was like, how, when did Fables come out? And I went and looked it up, and it was two years after Tenth Kingdom.
2: Do you know what's, yeah, it was. It wouldn't have existed. The thing that I love is that um, it, it's just such a fun thing for me because he's the kind of guy where we could sit down and be like, remember that time you were in elementary? Remember? Remember when you were in the Carrie Diaries? Like, <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, like so. <laughs> Do you know how many movies that I've watched just because Scott Cohen is in it? Like, I just really enjoy the hell out of his acting, and he's a good-looking guy. So that was fun. And, yes, we said
1: you're good-looking, Scott, because you are. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Right. He said he would listen to he's, this. Now he's I going
1: just, to listen to this now. So I, I, now he knows the whole ulterior like, motive. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Myself as a Uber fan girl, like I can't even talk when he's on the phone, and then I'm like, he's good looking. <laughs> but, um, we had some really great um, uh, fan boys and girls give us some feedback, and not a lot of people had questions for him. Mostly people just wanted to say um how much they love him, and so one of the things that I wanted to make sure was on the air was um. My friend Kevin, who is a fan of fangirl radio, said that four generations of his family are entertained by Wolf to this day. And it's it's uh, it's been a bonding thing for them. And Wolf being angry is a thing that will get the kids to behave. <laughs> and then um, Melissa who has only been listening for a little while she gave feedback saying um, please tell him I wanted him to end up with Laura Lai from
1: everybody
2: loves that's everybodyloves.com Well is the first time I saw him was on NYPD Blue that's the first time I remember seeing him and then I was like mm, he's he's dirty he's a dirty cop and then um 10th kingdom and the Cameron um Mannheim vehicle came out and I th- that w- those were just huge things in my world
1: well, and the the other um, thing I wanted to ask or to mention real quickly is, I just the response on Tumblr when I announced that this was <laughs> happening was like my Tumblr just instantly blew up. People uh, liking the post, saying, "Oh my god, wolf!" I mean, that, that was like the 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 one that yeah, got. Yeah. It. And- He's not going to be able to be lazy. Everyone's going to want Scott going to do it. Yeah, I know. Sorry, Scott. People love you. Uh, it, and the other thing is, that really quickly, my friend Tracy Gurney uh, was very excited about this. She was just like, oh, my God, Wolf. And she's uh, on Facebook. She's one of our fangirl um, followers. And then also um, my friend Erin, who is on Facebook and is also one of our big fans, and we've had her on the show. She's done Dr. Puppet. Freaked out and and was like having heart palpitations because we were having scott cohen on so people love him and um and so support
2: his show on nbc nbc's been doing some really great things um watch for it right now it's called coercion but we know how things change you're on the internet there's no reason to not know when it debuts hopefully it'll be picked up and we want to make sure it's supported because we want to see not all these great actors work but it sounds like a really interesting show
1: it does really sound good, and actually it's uh, – in the show, he is the father of uh, a, a guy that just becomes a CIA analyst, and he he's a – he has no idea that his family is a Russian sleeper cell. So it's going to be a little bit of the Americans only, only um, current, and it sounds like it may have a little bit of 24 in there and just sounds really, really fascinating, and it means he's going to have to be all secretive and sneaky. So <laughs> – yeah <laughs> and maybe wear more suits we love him in suits more suits. <laughs> sorry <laughs> we're, we're now like just just
2: straight up fangirling we're like yeah, we went are being we being like professional like let's talk about the
1: and then it all falls apart at the end <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah. oh this is why we love this job because we get to to we've been fans all our lives and this is an exciting thing um Every time we have a a guest on, it's wonderful. And guess what? The wonderful thing about Fangirl is that you can interact with us and thus our guests. You can call in most weeks. And also, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Tumblr. Um, There's Fangirl Magazine on Tumblr. Mine is Anarchy Cupcakes. Jessica is jessica fangirl yes and we're also on facebook under fangirl magazine and like us and follow us we'll tell you who we have coming up and you
1: can submit questions we're very happy to do that Uh, Um, and don't at fangirlmag.com where you can read our essays our reviews our news um announcements about who's going to be on the show we do giveaways as well and uh yeah it's we love doing this we do it because we are fangirls and we love what we love and and uh we love you scott cohen because you're awesome
2: <laughs> <laughs> because you took your time out of watching your basketball game to talk to some fans he, was That's
1: great- nice. he did he did dang it and uh, the other thing, um, really quickly, because I know we're getting ready to run out of time. Um, Saturday, May 3rd, is free comic book day. Woo-hoo! And um, I and Rachel, Rachel and myself will be at uh, Spring in Springfield, Oregon, at Dragon Vine. Um, I have books and i have postcards rachel may have post or um trading cards I,
2: I, I might have trading cards i might not i may just draw you a trading card if you come up to me and say i love fangirl magazine i may just draw you a special sketch so stop by we'll be um we'll be drawing things and signing things and just wrote some things and um, and i'll
1: we'll be recording uh our first on-site uh episode of fangirl radio as well so yeah, I have Mobile Command Unit Lapatron now working. So, <laughs> so and for those of
2: you who are just tuning in for the first time, we record on something called um Ricordo <laughs> <laughs>
1: That my my husband helps produce the show and that was his choice of name for and so, his so our yeah.
2: mobile unit is now
1: Lapatron really is believe- our mobile unit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe
2: he didn't go with something more canine. He, he missed the boat.
1: Well, it has a decept—it's—it's it's my laptop. It's finally oh. working again, and it has a de- giant Decepticon logo on on it. So, so it's Decepticon. And
2: maybe, maybe we'll put you on the radio. You never know.
1: Yeah, we will <laughs> put you on the radio. We will make you talk. We will. <laughs> yes, damn it! We will wow, that escalated quickly. That escalated I know. Quickly.
2: Come on by, get some comics. We'll sign some stuff. To like, you will be on the radio, whether you like it or not.
1: <laughs> oh, it, we have totally just giggled ourselves into s- senselessness. Mm. Now it, it, it's the endorphin rush after having Scott Cohen on the show. I, that's what I'm blaming. It's all Scott's fault.
2: It'll be on like the bat- the TV show. It'll be like you know this <laughs> this famous reviewer says it. Two thumbs way up, and it'll be we have giggled ourselves into oblivion <laughs> for watching Scott <laughs> Cohen. Giggled, giggled ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all right. Okay, I- I- I I guess what damage I, can do tonight
1: Jessica I, I I'm sorry I got to say this one more time he wants to do 10th kingdom again can we he make wants-
2: it happen can we start a petition
1: can we can, can we cuz come yeah. on
2: see, come on see if can Jessica's, Jessica's <laughs> going to start a petition and put it up on fangirl radio or fangirlmag.com and uh, and I'll put it on our tumblr and everybody sign it
1: Yes, make prove. NBC or C or whoever can make this happen. Let's prove there's interest. Let's do it. Come on, look at Once Upon a Time. This 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 predated it. It's wouldn't have had it co- without it. You wouldn't have had Once Upon a Time without Tenth Kingdom. It's true. It's a true thing. Come on. So anyway, <laughs> and at this point, Wolf and Wolf and um oh, oh how am I Virginia, Wolf in Virginia, would have a kid. The kid would be like 16. We'd have a cute little Junior Scott Cohen running around. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. You don't <laughs> even know his kid's name. No, Junior Giselle. I know his kid's <laughs> name. It'd, be, it'd be Baby Wolf. Come on. It'd be Baby oh. Wolf. All right. All right. That's enough. We're done. <laughs> in other words, thank you for joining us this week
2: at <laughs> Fangirls Magazine. I have been your co-host with the most is Rachel Moore.
1: And I have been your hostess with the mostest, Miss Jessica Dwyer. And we want to thank you again, Scott Cohen, for joining us. And um, thank you again for listening. We will see you next week on Fangirl Radio.